0: It's it like you're. so fast. Yeah. You can't. You
1: can't.
0: For yeah, no. Report. I totally didn't think I was falling until my face was on the ground. So yeah.
1: <laughs> That's how it goes, man. It's crazy. This is his bag. That was the one from that one. This oh, you can keep it. Yeah. Take it as an okay. extra or something. Sure. Thanks, Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. See you later. See you, man. All right, mustachio. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, I so don't. This
0: says 850 grams, but online it was saying much less. wasn't 750. It? Seven, so this says 850. That's size no,
1: the internet says 750, so it's 750. No, we'll double check that. Then that's interesting to check.
0: Get the scale out we'll and
1: 750. What size helmet is that? They were measuring an extra small, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean, there may be that big of a difference between the, uh, it'd be interesting to find a small um, pro frame over there and see how much that weighs. Find me a small pro frame. We'll start there. I think that's a good place to start is with pro frame helmet. I like the pro frame. Do you really?
0: So I'm pretty sure you like the stage a little
1: more. I like the stage. <laughs> I like the pro when you turn the pads backwards.
0: The best way. So it out there.
1: No, the other way. That forward, forward. Did they read Is that set up correct? No, because those were in the opposite. Direction. No, that's backwards. That's backwards. All right, Hold on. Right there. That's backwards. And that's a way to set them up that's why it's set up that way because that's how i like <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is it
0: more comfortable or does it look better
1: it's more comfortable it doesn't push on your cheeks as much and it
0: does look better
1: okay. yeah like bring me the one with the proper setup and then give me that one back i don't know if you can i don't know if that's seeable yeah, right there but it's backwards yeah, backwards is the way to do it, so it doesn't push on your cheeks. So, interesting. I mean, I'm not I'm not a person who, like, um, safety rates helmets by any means. And I'm not giving anybody advice on how they should do with their safety. But from what my understanding is that the rating of helmets has not come from the liner at all. The rating of a helmet is strictly in the structure of the helmet. So, even if you were to ride... Let's say your liner fell out or whatever, or if you had a really big head and you couldn't fit into a double XL helmet, you could potentially remove all cushions and liners, and the helmet would not lose its safety rating. Yeah, as an- I don't know if that's true or not. So, so untrayed, in theory, as an
0: untrained, looking it. You can see um, the types of foam that they use in the padding is a lot softer it's really not going to offer protection and crash it's just going to be for comfort when it's on the head it's going to have a very thick sire foam versus a very soft collapsible foam like you would find uh, in a camera case or something like that so that really does
1: make sense you it's interesting though because you'd think you know like what i think about if it didn't have any of those comfort liners in there and stuff then if you were just to remove all those and you got new and an, you crashed your head's just going to hit the side of the helmet. But I guess that's what's happening in a crash anyways, that foam's just compressing and you're hitting the inside of the helmet.
0: Yeah. The foam compresses That's why after one helmet, after one crash, a helmet's considered used in the total. So the Fox Rampage helmet's going to be a little different. So the foam liner is going to be a little thicker. So this is obviously not a helmet that we would recommend that on. Uh, it's gonna be a bit
1: different. I would almost think let me move this light for you and I wonder if when you do that, if this light can't pick up the helmet a bit better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That looks good. Now flip it towards the camp. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. It, dude, it was so dark in there. I couldn't see anything with the last helmet. That's beautiful. Wow. We are good at this. It's almost as if you went to school professionally for this. Almost. Yeah. And I feel like it's rubbing off on me. I feel like because like I feel, I feel like we've been able to figure this streaming stuff out pretty well. And you took off immediately once we started streaming. You went and rode bikes around and abandoned us. Uh, uh, all right. Did you break a helmet while you were out there?
0: I did not break a helmet, but I may have broken a, a fork. I got a couple scratches on a stanchion. Um thought I was gonna have to buy a new fork, but uh they didn't notice when I turned the bike in.
1: So how many <laughs> I'm gonna send, I'm send them really this I I I'm gonna let's to, not uh, tell that let's not tell anyone where you were. Um you were at Whistler Bike Park. different country um how many helmets have you broken do you would you say on a mountain bike
0: uh this year i have broken two full-face helmets on my mountain bike um didn't really have concussion either times they were both really high-end helmets and they both broke which really dissipated the energy of the impact however i've had some really bad high-speed crashes on my dirt bike growing up racing and my helmet did not crack, did not rupture anything, but I felt significantly more concussed um, and had some memory loss. Where with these crashes with the mount bike helmets, no missing memory is always on it. Never never had any concussion symptoms. So yep. even when I was evaluated by uh, a doctor and neurologist,
1: they didn't, didn't find anything wrong. Dude.
0: No dumber than usual.
1: The thought just hit my head that, like, I don't. I don't know for sure if our mics are actually actually picking up any audio. Oh, wait, they are. (laughs) All right, we're good. Sorry. Um, So, yeah, I mean, so uh, I think uh, people often talk about the difference. They're like, oh, well, that helmet's 300 bucks. I'm not going to spend 300 bucks on a helmet, which compared to Moto World, mountain bike helmets are significantly cheaper um, than a Moto helmet. You know, a nice Moto helmet, you're going to pay what, 1200 bucks for it? You know, I think like Troy Lee's got the SE four, I've got an SE four. I think that was that's like a six hundred dollar helmet, something crazy I like spent that. A lot of money on
0: helmets this year. So um since I broke two helmets, I'm on my third full face helmet of the year. Um, so obviously that really does add up over time with the full face helmets starting at about three hundred dollars. But looking back at it, I could not have been more happy that I went with the nicest helmet on the market. Um what fit me really well. Um, because when it came down to it. It's always cheaper to buy a new helmet or to buy a nice helmet than it is that to go uh, to a hospital
1: for a couple of days. Yeah. And I think I, I, I don't think people understand why you're paying why you why a helmet's three hundred dollars rather than one hundred dollars. So maybe if we go through some of the reasons why, I mean, the obvious one that everybody I think points to is just ventilation in general. Um, yeah, the more expensive helmets are going to tend to have better ventilations and and things along those lines. Um, but ultimately when it comes down to, it's the structure of the helmet, it's what kind of foam are they using? You know, what kind of impacts is it, is it meant for and all that kind of stuff. So, um, since we've already decided, I mean, like a big difference between a DH helmet and like an enduro or like a trail helmet, you're going to wear every ride. I wear a full face helmet every time I ride a mountain bike you wear full face every time you mount bike? Almost
0: every time. Anytime I'm doing anything sketchy, I definitely want to throw a full face on. I do. I'm just going for a casual ride. I'll definitely wear my Fox Speedframe Pro, um, but I do definitely feel a little more exposed. I don't feel as confident, uh, especially charging through some rocky sections. I'll definitely take it a little easier knowing that my face is a little less protected.
1: Yeah, and I wish I had, I wish I would have preloaded uh, the dude's video that was here in the beginning into here because then i could play it but he was going along he was down at shepherd he wasn't in a particularly sketchy area he just bought a fox pro frame from us last week before in anticipation of going down to shepherd mountain um, about an hour from here in ironton and uh, he was just kind of going through some little rollers kind of one of the rollers kind of pushed him off to the side of the trail a little bit his rear tire barely caught the edge hasn't rained here in weeks so it's dusty and um, the bike, he just lost his rear wheel, washed out completely on him. Face immediately into the ground, right on his chin bar. Um, That's this helmet. He
0: didn't realize he was crashing until his face hit the ground and his helmet actually broke in half in the chin bar. No, oh, no. So he couldn't even get his. There it foot, is. he couldn't even get his arm down to protect his face at all. If he had been wearing an open face helmet with that crack right down the middle, he would have been really not having a good time. He would have probably been missing a couple of teeth for uh, sure if he was lucky at work he would have to get a jaw surgery or a nose reconstruction and uh let's face it the 300 helmets would be a lot cheaper than any of those
1: yeah it's on our instagram page here in november of 2021
0: Is that turn that he crashed on it's a pretty normal turn however i've ridden that turn a couple times and i've nearly gone off in the same place that you went when you just go through the turn the gravity kind of carries you down past the firm and it's really easy to end up beneath the rollers especially with the loose stuff drop a drop a wheel off it could really happen to anyone um and it's really good to be prepared for when that does happen
1: so i am going to promise the viewers that by the end of the stream i will throw that video on here for everybody to check out i'm working so on it now
0: video one of so Yeah that we sold that we in use last weekend and customer already came in for a replacement. So he's he was totally fine after the crash. It saved him, saved his face, and he's ready to go back out and ride again. He's been wearing an open face helmet, uh he names job while well,
1: but... He did continue to ride that day as well. So he was able to still enjoy his ride. Maybe that wasn't the safest idea, but um, he- when I my
0: helmet I did stop riding for the day.
1: Typically, you would think that's probably good advice to, you know, just see how things go. Maybe, you know, go sit down, have somebody sit with you and eat, eat some lunch or something. Yeah, don't a take life. a nap, just hang out for a bit first. You're yeah. Do, go out, don't try yeah. Home, maybe would be the
0: best idea.
1: If any uh, blood's coming out of your ears, nose, anything like that, that's probably a bad sign. Go I've, see a doctor. I have had that, um, luckily.
0: That sounds pretty nasty. It is a good
1: idea, too. I mean, even if you feel fine, if you take a hard hit that cracks your your helmet open, it's not a good idea to go see – or it's not a bad idea to go see a doctor <laughs> if you have health insurance, which ideally, if you're not making, you do, hopefully. Yeah, even the smallest mm-hmm. impacts
0: can really – really mess you up. Uh, pretty much everyone here has had a really bad traumatic brain injury from biking some way or another. Yeah. Um, uh, whether it's getting hit by a car or just crashing doing big jumps. Um, and I w- would really not want to think how badly I would be messed up if I did not have a helmet on. when I just had those crashes.
1: I'm going to download this video is just probably going to just like obliterate our, uh, we're just going to like just be completely foggy for the next 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> awesome. Cool. So we'll get started <laughs> on some of the cheaper helmets that we have. So the cheapest option that we're going to have in the store with a MIPS system, which is going to be a multi-directional impact protection system, which is going to allow the helmet to rotate on top of your head. It's going to be uh, noticeable by the yellow tag on the back, and most helmets are going to have the MIPS frame protection system tag on them. So, it's gonna be a real cool system that if you hit your head at an angle, it allows the helmet to rotate on your skull instead of directly uh, transferring the angular force straight to your brain. Um, so, think of your brain like Jello. That's what it's gonna do in a crash. So, the main frame is gonna start at uh, $89 for the adult version and $79 for the youth version. So, the adult version is gonna have three different shell sizes, which is really gonna make it the big helmet's gonna fit you all. Well. But the small helmet's not going to be the same size as the larger helmet. It's going to be a smaller helmet, which is a really good option. Um, it's going to have the MIPS liner and it's going to have a visor. So as opposed to some of the higher end models like the Speedframe and Speedframe Pro, the visor is going to fit. You cannot adjust it. And really the only downside to the helmet other than that, um, just in terms of protection, is the polycarbonate liner is going to end uh, kind of closer to the bottom of the helmet we're on the speed frame and speed frame pro the polycarbonate layer is going to go all the way to the bottom So this is going to leave a little bit of exposed foam here Which is going to get a, leave it a little more susceptible to damage just kind of bouncing around in the trunk or On an impact directly to it um, However, that space is so small. You're not likely to run into any issues
1: I'm pretty upset. I just tried playing that video and it wouldn't let me, but I can share our screen and that should, um, allow it, but I got to share the whole screen, which is a bit concerning. Uh-oh. So the mainframe though, just to kind of talk about that a little bit more, that's the helmet. If you're going to be Mount Viking, we recommend people start there. We also sell like a $40 helmet called the Chakra from Kali. Um, it's, it's a helmet for
0: hybrid riding,
1: but right. it
0: just doesn't cover the back of your head where you really need to have that covered if you're going off trail. Uh, if you want to get on some techie stuff and you have the possibility of hitting your head on some rocks, you really want to have as much protection as possible, especially if you're not one of those. So that one's going to be 80 bucks for the adult version, or 80 bucks for the youth version, and 89.
1: 89- wait, what? All right, here's it. Whoa! Okay, that didn't work. Jeez. God damn, dude! All right, hold on. Let me. I gotta. I'm gonna do this better. I'm gonna do this better. I know how to do it. I'm gonna share the entire screen. Holy moly! Uh, Hang on. Here we go. All right i was playing two crash videos at the same time that's why all right Whoa. right off his face
0: right? yeah.
1: so well, let's use the power of reverse so yeah very easily you see just rear wheel kind of went off Flowing it down kind of makes it look terrible Hand kind of got out there a little bit, but face right into the ground. So, one more time at full speed. Whoa. So, have happened really quick. Jeez. I think that's kind of possible on any ride you go on. So, something to, to keep in mind um, as a possibility. All right, we are back in action. I got to play the crash video, which really stokes me up. Um, but, yeah, mainframe, start there. because It's going to have MIPS. MIPS is important. The reason why you want MIPS is what we're trying to do in a crash is delay the impact as much as possible. And that rotational ability of MIPS is going to give you that extra hundred thousandth of a second, millionth of a second, whatever it may be. But every little bit we can slow down that impact is going to minimize the amount of damage that happens to your brain bouncing off their, you know, it's going to slow down the the amount of force going into your and you know transferring through your skull and into your brain
0: so mips is in, it it is a very revolutionary technology there really haven't been any big improvements in helmet technology in the past 20 years mm-hmm. it's just been foam eps foam with polycarbonate on top pretty simple stuff um, but the mips liner it, it doesn't solve all issues it doesn't fix the issue with helmets that they you can still uh, have some injuries with them, but it certainly reduces your risk of having an injury. And MIPS really does help you out with that. Yeah. And my
1: thought, if you're trail riding at all, you should be wearing a full face helmet. You know, I don't see any point in wearing a half shell. I mean, we're going to talk about them, but, um, you know, wear a full face helmet. <laughs> they're they're comfortable now. So it's worthwhile. But, you know, if, if you're not going to buy into that, whatever. But <laughs> it's, you're. I mean, you're, you're, you could still take an impact on the side of your head. And if you, you know, slam a rock with your ear, that's going to really not be fun either. Or like in the video we just watched, you put your chin right into the ground. Like, A, you're going to, your head's not going to feel good afterwards. And, but B, you're going to need some dental work. You're going to have some stitches in your lip. Like, that's ugh, why like, and that could happen on any trail. It, more so on single track when you're riding around, because it's, you know, there's going to be overgrowth, there's going to be narrower sections, so there's even more reason, even when you're not at shepherd, where it's machine built to the most part, where there are wider, where the tread's wider, so, I mean.
0: There's it. really no excuse not to. If you mess up your face and you weren't wearing a full-face helmet, um, that's kind of funny. Um, with modern full-face helmets, it's not like a traditional moto helmet, like you're used to from an older downhill helmet. It's going to be super lightweight, super vented, it's going to be just like a traditional bicycle. If you have a super lightweight full face helmet with good airflow, you're going to want to ride with it every time, you're going to feel super confident. So for boxes, the first step into their higher end option, the speed frame. It's going to be a really good option. It's going to have a little more back
1: protection than the mainframe. Grab the mainframe and show back-to-back. Back. So I was really impressed by these helmets. And to be honest, like, um Fox used to have, gosh, do you even the Flux, the Ranger helmet, if you remember these things? So they were not great helmets. And Fox really, I think, dug in deep. I think they got a lot of not great feedback on those helmets. Maybe that was like five years ago or so. Um, And then, so they really kind of revamped their helmets entirely with these speed frames, with the main frame. Um, I didn't want to put another Fox helmet on my head after wearing a Flux. They just, they weren't good looking. They weren't like uncomfortable, but they weren't comfortable either. Like they didn't excite you or like it didn't feel good to have it on anyhow. Um, When the speed pro came out, like, I don't know, it was about 18 months ago, two years ago, something like that. It's been out for a bit now, Um, but I couldn't believe how comfortable it was. I mean, it's insane. And where it comes down behind like your occipital bone, um, it sits really low and kind of hugs the back of your head, which really increases stability without having to crank your helmet down. Because that's going to be another issue. If you don't have a mountain bike helmet on, chances are, even if it's got the, you know, deal back here, you know, you'll, you'll see on like a road helmet, which we don't have any here, but I mean, it's a huge gap from the back of the helmet to where that buckle is to get up under your occipital bone. And that's one place where, you know, I don't know if it's often that you hit the back of your head per se coming off your bike, but you never know. <laughs> like You get whipped around. I guess you do hit the back of your head. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: So of course, with the speed frame... Can have some really flashy colors to go with it. A customer was just in here earlier talking about how he really liked that his son had this color helmet so he could see him while racing at Enduro, you know, on the trail. Um, or when he gets out in front of him, you can always see where he is. It's always nice to be seen on the trail, whether it's your friends or from other trail users. There's nothing worse than bombing down a run like a bluff you and seeing a hiker right around the turn that you didn't see. So if you can't see them, it's always nice for them to be able to see you. Um, and of course, if you're riding on the road, it's going to have some nice protection for you. some nice visibility.
1: Yeah. We always push bright colored helmets for the kids, especially But wearing bright colored clothing when you're out on the trail and stuff is going to help hikers see you. And if a hiker can see you, what happened, like if a hiker doesn't see you, they you come down bombing down the hill, they don't know you're there. Then everybody gets caught off guard and everybody's got to kind of slow and stop and kind of get freaked out. If you're wearing bright colored clothing, they will see you coming down the hill and they will step off the side of the trail. You don't have to slow down. They're already out of the way. You keep riding. So wearing bright colored clothing also helps other people identify that you're coming at them and allows you to have a little bit more fun on your bike.
0: That's an extra trail tip right there. You really, you don't think about it if you're just hopping on a trail, you don't think about being seen by other trail users, but on multi-use trails out here, it's always a good thing, especially if you're riding a little faster.
1: Yeah, we've touched on this before. Fox does. They'll do like a um, a, a kind of a more wild color year, and then they'll do a tamer color year. Um, Interestingly enough, this is a tame year. (laughs) There are some kind of cool wild designs, um, and we'll see some of the pro frames as well. Um, But, yeah, the speed frames, this is their very tame year. So a lot of kind of solid colors. That's why on, like, the standard speed frame, you'll see the yellows, the blacks, the reds. Or atomic or whatever they want to call the the interesting colors, the white. So as we step into next year's the 2022 speed frames and such, they'll come out with some little bit bolder colors, a little bit crazier stuff. So that'll be fun to see too.
0: So this is the same color, same size, same everything in the helmet that I use. I really like the speed frame pro over the regular speed frame for a couple of reasons. The first reason is the first thing you notice when you have put the helmet on. It's going to use a magnetic fit lock system. Super simple, no snaps. You can put it on and take it on and off using one hand, two fingers, even with your gloves on. It's really nice when you get to the trail and you have your gloves on you and take your helmet off.
1: I particularly like that on full face helmets. because I don't take my full face helmet off now that I have to wear glasses because I had a brain injury. Um, so I don't take my helmet off very often anymore. But when I used to, I would constantly start going down on the ride and then realizing I didn't buckle my helmet and stopping and buckling my helmet. So it's nice you can do that when you're going with one hand. It yeah. is right to go. Other
0: higher end helmets are also going to have that magnetic yeah. technology. And another cool technology that the higher end helmets are going to have that maybe you can see is the two different colors of foam. So what that's going to be is that's going to be Fox's Berizor EPS. So that's going to be a dual density foam. The two different densities of foam are going to allow you to have a stiffer foam for a higher speed impact and a softer foam for a lower speed impact. So no matter what you're doing, you're going to have a foam for you. So it can make higher speed impact safer while also increasing slow speed impacts. It makes a much safer overall helmet. That's not to say that the speed frame and mainframe are not high quality helmets and they're not protective. They are protective, but this is just going to have a couple more features, a little bit more technology and science behind it to keep you safe on the trail.
1: Yeah, and this is a stage here showing that foam. So that's
0: actually my old stage. I cracked in half, um, got a bunch of scratches on the top and on the face.
1: You, you cracked it perfectly in half. Wow, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, that is quite the... Um, the crash footage there, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that was on asphalt at the pump track. Landed straight on my head, AC joint, broken radial head. I was out for a couple months. But that helmet honestly saved me the most. If I had hit my face, I would have been dealing with a pretty bad shoulder injury and having a bloody face, spitting out teeth. It would have made that ordeal so much worse.
1: Um, Yeah, we do 30% crash replacement on all of our full-face helmets here. Um, And the reason, the difference between $300 helmets and $100 helmets is this right here. It's the dual foam. It's having that kind of softer healing layer of foam that can take multiple impacts. So if you come off your bike and you get tossed down the side of a hill, it doesn't just fillet open that you still got some protection.
0: of pretty nasty crashes i probably should have replaced it but i didn't see any cracking before the big crash where i injured myself so you can see it's still pretty intact other than the spot that it did crack in the crash it actually ended up breaking both layers of foam and the polycarbonate liner so it went all the way through but all the energy dissipated and was not transferred to my head so it worked out really well super happy with it really.
1: i did not trade my face today uh-oh yeah um but yeah no that's the really important thing and that's the difference between the speed frame bro the, the only one that really matters i mean Fidlock's nice to have but is the difference in the actual structure of the helmet you're just getting the black layer on the speed frame and the speed frame pro has got that black and the gray layers so you're gonna have better protection in crashes the helmet's gonna just kind of hold up better in general. You're gonna see that with all your higher end helmets and that's a difference between $100 helmets and $300 helmets or $200 half shells. Um, you know, the the Speedframe Pro is like 170 bucks-ish. Um, it's dollars right.
0: versus 160. So for that $50, if you're even considering it, I mean, you probably already spend a lot of money on mountain biking.
1: so there's one thing to protect. You, you so spend, spend more. Time. Yeah, spend more. I can tell you that if you don't protect your head and that if you split your dome open instead of splitting your skull open, that it's way more expensive than the helmet was. that's
0: speaking from... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, Some we don't want to uh, have happen No. Definitely. I'd probably... Dude, realistically, like if I were to add up actual math on how much money my my skull fracture has cost me with insurance so not actually like ha, like not what insurance covers like not medical bills and all that like not my deductible just all the things i have to do that insurance doesn't cover in order to get my brain to work again i've easily spent 50 grand this year yeah. and that mm. easily under five, 10 miles an hour
0: uh this is super slow speed impact. you really never know when you're going to have one no it's going to be prepared with a good helmet for your riding style
1: specifically yeah and then if you count in the amount of money i've spent because i've messed up up because my brain didn't work right for the last year it's starting to kick back on now but for the year where it didn't the insane amount of money i lost on just i i don't even want to put a number to that it's much higher than the first one <laughs> it's so crazy so crazy yeah, I can't see, I can't smell anything, I can't taste anything, all those things. You could lose any of the, like, I never would have thought when I went to go for a ride that I would not be able to see properly again or smell anything, or what are the other things I can't do? I There's many things I can't, That it senses I do not have any longer. Here's a
0: couple of guys who have had some pretty nasty <laughs> injuries telling you, don't <laughs> be
1: like that. Yeah. yeah. So the drop frame is the kind of last one to run through real fast here. Um, I love the drop frame. I think it's the coolest helmet in the world. I loved when it came out. I still think a full face makes more sense, but if for whatever reason you have a hang up about having a chin bar, then get the drop frame or if maybe you're going to be on this, like that, that's what I would wear as a street helmet looks good with goggles, perfect for winter time. Um, but that's going to protect that, that the side of your head and your ear and, um, any side impacts. The only thing with that helmet, it's going to fit. It's not going to like a full face helmet. It's going to have different pad sets in it to help you kind of adjust to your size. Um, with the drop frame, it does have different size cheek pads. They don't change it all that much. So you really need to try one on. Um, it's not going to be, it doesn't have a speed dial on the back to adjust the fit of the helmet it's going to be more like the the pro frame is where it's, you know, one shell size and then different pads, the pads don't do much. So you really need to, to get into a shop and try that helmet on. If you're going to buy it. it fits pretty critical. And I know for me, like I wanted that helmet as my street helmet and I, it, I was right in between sizes. I typically like moto helmets. I wear medium. Um, my trolley stage is a medium, large, um, yeah and so normally I'm mediums kind of across the board on everything and then Fox I kind of like the large felt a little tight on me on the drop frame and the extra large is way too big so um yeah, I was going to
0: chime in on the Fox sizing chart so um I actually wear two different helmet sizes from Fox so my Speedframe Pro is a medium and that fit me the most comfortably however if I were to try on a drop frame I would wear a large and for my full face Rampage Pro Carbon I would also wear a large. So even within the brand, the sizing is going to be a little bit different. And for something as important as a helmet, like if you get a jersey and it's a little baggy or a little tight, sure, it looks a little goofy. But for a helmet, it actually has a big protection factor of how tight it is on your head, how much it's going to move around, and really what it's going to do. So this reiterates the importance of coming into your local shop, trying on some different models, and find what works best for you and your head shape.
1: Yeah, and that being said, there is a ticker at the bottom of the screen that's got our website. Um, These helmets are all listed on our website. We do sell them. Um, We will ship them to anyone. We will not uh, do free returns, though, like you'll see some weird companies do. So if you're looking for a certain color, if we happen, you can look our website. All of our inventories on stock are uh, available for you to see what's in stock there. Um, You can filter by that, and then we will ship the helmet to you um but you know maybe make sure that you're ordering the right size helmet you know cuz it's going to cost you a shipping a helmet cost. i don't know how yeah I... <laughs> shipping a helmet's like 40 dollars like it's crazy like true cost like when we drop the helmet off at at UPS i think it like typically anywhere in the united states for a full face helmet it's like 40 dollars yeah it's not cheap mm. <laughs> So yeah, is that it on helmets? Are you excited about that? I am very
0: excited about helmets.
1: The Rampage Youth Helmets, that's a Rampage Youth Helmet. Show the inside of that, because now that we have the light on, people might actually be able to see in it. It's going to be a bit different. It's going to be
0: more of a downhill helmet. It's not going to be as light or as vented as a modern Enduro helmet, but the price point is going to reflect that. It is going to be their entry-level full-face helmets starting right at about 150 for the youth models we're going to have this in a youth large and a youth medium we only got two of them so if you're looking for a nice helmet for your youth shredder for shepherd or steelville getting a little air time getting a little crazy over rocks it's a real good option to have on the table
1: yeah age wise i'd say on those youth helmets though, those are very small helmets so if your kid's six or seven he's probably not going to fit in one of those The uh, those helmets and i mean some kids, it, it's some kids have unusually large heads.
0: It's not uncommon for me to be fitting like an eight or nine year old for a helmet, thinking that they're going to fit a youth size helmet. Babe, and have you, up wearing the same have you ever color.
1: seen? Yeah. Have you ever seen any babies with gigantic heads, like little kids with gigantic heads? I run in a family with little heads, so no. You all have little heads. I wear
0: I wear an extra small helmet, like always. Like I, I wear tiny, tiny sizes.
1: That's interesting.
0: You going to take an advantage of our big Troy
1: Lee sale, 40% off. Yeah, we had 40% off. I've got a good helmet right
0: now. I'm running one of the Troy Lee ones. I bought it here.
1: Which one? You can look it up. You bought it here. The e 2 I
0: don't remember. It's blue and white.
1: Uh, a lot of helmets are blue and white.
0: Does it look like this or does it look like this?
1: Left Oh, the e 2 Oh they wait, won. they won the classic. That helmet's yeah. been around since I like the mid '90s.
0: I had one of these. Um, that was I bought it two or three years ago, um, before I was really even into mountain biking. I used it as a road helmet. Uh, it was my first high-end helmet, and it really struck me just how comfortable it was and how comfortable the liner was. Um, and when I actually did have to use it, it was actually at a skate park, and I landed on the back of my head. Could not have been more happy that we had the back protection. Yeah. Um, again, no real damage, no big concussion. Um, but if I had not been wearing a helmet or had been wearing a helmet that just stopped right there, it would have been a much different story.
1: Yeti, yeah, the A1 is actually the helmet that made me fall in love with Troy Lee. I bought that helmet online. I happened to guess the right size, which was nice. And then it came, I was like, oh, it's a lot of money. I think, it, like, at the time, it was probably $139 helmet um that what I for mine. Mm-hmm. and um, then
0: a lot of money it was the first time i really ever spent that much money on a bicycle
1: yeah helmet. i was a little hesitant
0: just to spend that much money on a helmet because you could get an option for half that price but after getting more knowledgeable about bikes wearing some different helmets and eventually crashing in that helmet i was super happy that i went with the nice helmet
1: Ooh, something important to note don't spray bug spray on your helmet ever it will destroy the finish and the foam too i'm sure it's not good for but it will destroy helmets if you accidentally spray bug spray on so sure. put bug spray on before you put your helmet on okay
0: good to know another pro trail <laughs> yeah.
1: tip wear bright colors mm-hmm. so other people can see you
0: and then don't spray bug spray on your
1: helmet yeah helmet. A bad idea spray yeah. sprayed on in your face sprayed on the back of your head just don't ruin your helmet yeah i used to be an exterminator so i can yes. i know that yes. and you're actually not supposed to spray like any bug spray on your skin at all. Like, it's like if you read any of them, yeah, like any of the off stuff, it says, like, do not get on your skin. It's deep. Like, you don't want a bunch of deed on your skin. So, I don't know. Fun
0: facts, always learning new stuff around
1: here. For sure. um, spin, spin that camera around and then give us an open shot of here because we have Papes new at the shop <laughs> and we'll talk to Pape. Oh, yeah, there he is, it's Pape. Hold on, you're out of, oh, there's me. <laughs> and then Brett's over there in the corner under the sign. <laughs> so got a couple of new faces here. This one might look a little familiar. That's Some... Pape. Pape wears a helmet, so that's to protect his identity.
0: Now, what helmet is that? That's the Cali City. Yeah. The city. That's a real cool helmet. It has a built-in visor, so if you're riding at night, you don't get bugs in your eyes. Um, it's a really cool option. Riding at night in the spring, you do want to wear goggles or glasses, because you will get bugs in your eye. Yeah. And if you want to turn around, you can see on the back of the helmet, it's going to have a little clip here. Comes with a tail light that you can put on there, so you can have a flashing red light on the back of your helmet, so you can be very visible. So since it is the Cali City helmet, it's meant a bit more for urban riding than on the trails. So it's nice to have that extra visibility for other drivers behind you.
1: Plus that's the whole time we were introducing the Pape and Brat I had on the big screen was just me. <laughs> on the little screen in the corner was them. <laughs> well, that's a- I flipped it in reverse. it out. Oh, you can see the helmet. Yeah, Cali City is my favorite helmet in the world. That's what I wear um, if I'm just like long boarding or if I'm doing any street riding, that's actually the helmet I wear. I like the flip down visor. You can put a clear one in there, uh, but that's really nice to have. It kind of It's not like super high-end plastic on the visor, um, but you can see through it. It doesn't really distort things too much. Uh, but again, now that I have glasses, I don't really use the visor anymore. Uh, it's like 110 bucks, 120 bucks. Lifetime warranty all Cali helmets, which is cool. They come with a lifetime. Um... Yep. So if you do crash, they will send you a free helmet. Um, with buying an expensive helmet, that is
0: very appealing to not have to spend a couple hundred bucks every couple months, depending on how often you crash. Um, but it's a real cool feature. Cali is a super good brand. Yeah. Um. It, if you're around the uh, dirt jumping BMX scene a couple of years ago, you know just how big they are. Their name is everywhere. Right. Really? Um, they're just not like Troy Lee or Fox just because they focus more on helmets and protection. Um, but it's a really solid brand. And of course, they back that up with that crash replacement program. So just gives you another real good incentive to go with Cali.
1: Where are they from? Uh, Florida or something? I do not know. But the name's Cali. So. They're in some part of California. I forgot what part. They are cool. They are they are a smaller company, but like small in the sense of like, I don't like think they're like, I, I think they're very at their roots still, or that's like a key component of how their company functions.
0: They don't kind of have their fingers in pretty much every industry. They just really focus
1: on bike stuff. Yeah, Kelly's cool. They And uh, a big difference between Kali, uh, like if you were to compare Kali versus Fox slash TLD, these two different fit systems. So I don't know if this is still okay to say or not. Um, I should have made him say this. So there's two different fits. There's um, like a European fit, which is going to be um, kind of like narrower on the face profile and longer, um, or Kali uses a more of an Asian fit. I don't know if that's appropriate to say still, but it's wider and then like um, not as deep this way. So it's gonna have, you're gonna have two different fit profiles, um, Asian and European fits. So. Um, that those... is a kind of
0: a thing with different motorcycle manufacturers.
1: Uh, is it, do they call it European and Asians? They do not have a specific name for it, but certain brands are known <laughs> to
0: have a more oval shape and certain brands are known to have a more circular shape based on your head size. Uh,
1: and Oval and circular. I like that. That does explain it better, maybe, than the way I explained it.
0: So that's usually how they go off of it.
1: I have a uh, arai Moto helmet. It's very circular. The
0: Showy helmets are very oval. It definitely has a different fit, even though they're both super high-end Japanese helmets. They're gonna have a very different. Fit. You,
1: the, you say a Showy helmet has an oval fit, like long and narrow interesting i didn't i didn't like my showy helmet very much it was heavy what was, was it of 1200 it was a like a no nah, it was like a gt super air 2 or something like you know, it was like 900 bucks or something yeah. it's
0: super high-end super expensive helmet it was quiet yeah
1: but i don't i didn't ride my motorcycle for it to be quiet like it wasn't a, yeah. on a Goldwing, so that worked i did not like that i thought that was not cool You're not on camera, mustache. I just realized that we're just staring at Pape. Well, that's what
0: the people come to see.
1: I don't don't think they came to see Pape. I think they came to see mustache. There it is. (laughs) That's close up of your mustache. There we go. Now I'm back in camera. Um, Wait, are we live? We are. We are live on YouTube. We're almost done. Is there anything else we need? Oh, the Cali City helmet. It's got that that flicky. That's why we're looking at Pape. Um, it's got that, the flicky light on the back, which is actually really awesome. It comes with the helmet it clips on there. It's USB rechargeable. I normally would like when I was riding every, when I was longboarding every day, um, I would charge it like once a week and I would maybe ride it and I like for 30 minutes on my ride. Um, but that's really cool. And then it also comes with the earmuffs. So you can clip in the little earmuffs in there and that helmet's like $110. We actually sell a lot of those to like e-skaters and stuff that's the, probably the place where those kind of go out the most. What's that?
0: So we can start off our first uh, employee bike check. Oh, we no. We have some pretty goofy bikes here from our employees. Um, and I might as well start it off with one of the goofier ones. Um, we all are into some very unique styles of riding here. So we may introduce you to some styles of bikes that you may have never seen before. This is going to be a street trials bike. It's going to have 24 inch wheels disc brakes, and it's going to be a bit like a BMX bike. It's going to have a super straight steer tube. It's honestly a bit more comfortable on one wheel than two. Um, you look at it, it's pretty goofy. Very small chainring. Very interesting gear ratio. Can't really go too fast on it. it has a chain tensioner, in, single speed. Pretty cool bike. Going to have some weird stuff on it. Of course, you like the color
1: what's your favorite kind of writing to do mustache so i
0: like to do stupid stuff uh that would be my writing style um i do a lot of dirt jumping um i like doing drums i'm trying to get better at doing tricks i can do a couple kind of consistently um i haven't really hurt myself doing them but um we'll just see we'll just kind of see how it goes recently got into some more trail riding it's pretty fun um but Kinda uh, throw me for a bit, little bit of a loop. I'm used to the smooth flow of
1: trails and just hitting big jumps and stuff like that. So you are technically a professional rider because you did film a professional mountain biking edit here at the Mountain Bike Shen. <laughs> yes, and, and you were on the clock at that time, right? Um, I might. Have you were being paid hourly. To ride your mountain bike. So, yeah, that makes you a professional. That's interesting. (laughs) That's all I had on that. Come on. It's
0: an inspired brand. We do not sell them here, but um, it's a real cool brand.
1: What's, What's some other things we should talk about that we don't sell here? Oh, what tires do you run on your dirt jumper? on
0: my dirt jumper on the front i run the same tire on here a minion dhf it gives me a whole lot of front end confidence although it is kind of slow for what i do and on the rear i do run a slick tire on my dirt jumper it is going to be a maxis dth i um, not exactly sure what it stands for but it's going to be a semi-slick tire um, you really don't want to ride downhill Or any dirt trails on it, Um, it does not have any braking power. Your back end is just going to lock up and skid all around. But for a pump track, for pumping around um, and jump lines, it's a real cool way to save some speed rather than having a knobby rear
1: tire. If you're just pumping around, just pumping around. All right, cool. Well, I think we should probably find out um, a little bit about Pape since people are going to have to talk to them when they come to the shop. So. Let's turn this camera up. We're going to double angle tape for this conversation. <laughs> have you, did you ever do, when you went to high school, were you in like drama or band or anything cool like that? No, no, not at all. I played, played baseball. You played baseball? Yeah. What position did you play in baseball? I was a shortstop. I don't know if anybody can hear you because I'm standing far away from you. So I just yeah. kind yeah. of screwed us. Now that we have yeah. two cameras on, then I have to stand with you so you can hear yeah. me. No, I was a shortstop. i playing baseball. Oh, mustache. Give peep your mic, that's fine. That way I don't have to sit, stand next to him and talk to him because I don't want to do that. When we're short on time, so you, you, we have to really get into your backstory <laughs> super fast. Uh, backstory. This is quite the production. I'm really working it today. Good think, yeah. Back and forth. And Brett will talk to you on a different day. <laughs> we'll get we'll we'll get permission from him first.
0: <laughs> so he's into Some different type of biking that you may not have heard of. He uh, plays a game on bikes, uh, and uh, he'll tell you a little bit about it at a later date.
1: Yeah. All right. Let me get my camera set up. So we've got ten minutes. Investigate everything about Pape. This is probably what I should have been doing before we hired him, but we'll figure it out now. All right, Pape. How long you been riding mountain bikes? Uh, about three years, i a say. Three years. Um, where have you been doing most of your riding at? So I spent most
0: of the first year or so just doing laps around like Off Valley Saint really. sure. sure. Charles.
1: Yeah, Saint Charles. Saint Charles, which is like St. Louis is like cousin, like I don't know how to, how would you explain St. Charles? St.
0: Charles people would say St. Louis
1: is their friend and St. Louis people would not say that St. Charles is their friend. So, and, well Mustache, can I repeat what you just said? Okay, so Mustache said that people from St. Charles would say that St. Louis is their friend. People, are, people from St. Louis would not say the same about St. Charles. I agree, I think that's correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing, nothing wrong about St. Charles. No, they, they have
1: got, like a. They got a really cool pump track there. Um, but. Yeah. And, and the people there are nice. Yeah. So it's not even that. It's just kind of the city county thing. Chicago
0: has a little bit of the same deal going on. But
1: Chicago's a bit. A St. Charles has like a really cool parks department too that like mm-hmm. really cares about mountain biking. And they just built that flow trail at Matson. Yeah. Klondike's one of my favorite parks. Yeah.
0: They,
1: have, they really do. Uh, why don't we. Why are we. Uh, You're not on mic anymore, which is a problem. I could probably just turn it. I don't want to go to the stream cam. I don't know. I'm gonna turn on the stream cam mic. Yeah, Dean. We need I need to be able to. I think we can hear everybody if we do that. I don't
0: Greg gets to pull up in his full polo outfit
1: next time. All right, stream cam mic.
0: The gloves.
1: Oh, we gotta get the production gear out of here. All right. So, what were we just talking about? Oh, St. Charles. How oh, nobody likes it.
0: So <laughs> much. For the biking community. St. Charles County trails. Uh, there are so many different trail systems: Lost Valley, Matson. You know what?
1: Uh, I Pump track. I think what I just realized because, like. You think about it, all the people that come over from St. Charles are some of the coolest people. Like, they're always really awesome and stuff. It's the highways. Their highways are all goofed up over there. Yeah. A it's a bit weird. That's, what, that's why we don't like it. We're used to, like, we've got our highways, and they're very specific. Like, 270 goes around St. Louis, and then you got 44, 55, and they all kind of cut it like a piece of pie. It all makes sense. Most of our roads, like 141, kind of makes the same thing as 270 everything's very kind of uniform mm-hmm. in saint charles it's like you stepped into a different world sometimes you don't know if the lane you're in is going to keep you on the highway that's why we like him that makes sense because they got beautiful. cool trails all kinds of great outdoor stuff to do over there they've obviously got the kd trail mm-hmm. and then yeah everybody comes over from saint charles here to ride. It's always awesome super cool it's very interesting it's the roads. You don't want to drive over there. So anybody in St. Louis, just stay in St. Louis. Yeah, don't you don't need that stress. <laughs> All right, Pape, so you started riding out in St. Charles. T- Do you live in St. Charles? So, yes. This is why we don't like St. Charles. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you live in St. Charles? No, I live in uh, uh, O'Fallon. <laughs> I understand. I get it, and I in St. Louis is very much like that too. We're like super against, like each city's like in competition with each other. I live in uh. D-Mate, and uh, if you call it South City versus South County, a lot of people get very mad. It's just right on the line, not even close to the line. <laughs> the city, the city county border, right. All right. So you live in? St. I should know this. I did not know that about you. That you're from Saint Peter's, and that which is part of Saint Charles County. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Saint <laughs> Charles. Um, all right. So you started riding out there. That's where you ride mostly, then I would assume. Uh, used to. Used to. Where do you ride now? Uh, now the southern Come up this way. You can stay right there. Yeah. Now I'm riding the South Eureka. Because you're it's here. Just, yeah, I'm here now. Right. It's about a half hour drive. It's a really pretty drive though. Which way do you? Never no, run right, I'm not going to ask all those questions on a live stream. It's a straight down 44, though. That's all it is. Oh, you do 44. Yeah, so I like to 44. go the back way. I like to go out 109 to go to. That would be really hard for me. Where you're in Saint Peters?
0: Saint Louis. Now. I live in Saint
1: Louis now. Oh, you. Yeah, li- yeah. Oh, live okay.
0: Like
1: right Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. See, yeah, so, yeah this a one, a this is why that was news to me because I was yeah. like, did I really hire a guy from St. Charles? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Are you from St. Charles? <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I grew up, I <laughs> oh, no. He's like, no, city. not St. Charles. <laughs> St. Peter's. Is uh-huh. there any other ones I should be aware of in St. Charles? There's Wentzville. Yeah, yeah that's definitely like, yeah, that's ooh. You Wentzville, don't want to maybe. say, I don't, I think that's probably offensive if I did St. Charles people that if I say that Wentzville is St. Charles, right? It might be. What do you, how do you feel about Wentzville? Wentzville
0: isn't part of like St. Charles. Okay. <laughs> just, like, all right. All right. Different. Wow.
1: That was, all right, like, moving on. on.
0: Way, it's just not the same.
1: Okay, <laughs> man. St. Charles County,
0: though. And I guess is it?
1: Wentzville, St. Charles so, County so, still? Ah. So, <sighs> <sighs> I don't get it. Mm. I mean, we're in St. Louis County still. A lot of people don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Which Jefferson and Franklin for uh illegal substances that they create in like bathtubs and like under trailers or something. I don't know how they do that. But. I think Missouri. Is, that's St. Charles too, though, doesn't it? Well, there's just a lot of property out in St. Charles. I feel like people could do a lot of things wrong out there if they wanted to. But anyhow, so you grew up in St. Charles, you don't live there anymore. Yep. Cool. You got a house next to the dirt. <laughs> where you're supposed to be Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. What kind of bike do you ride? Uh, yeah. Right now, I ride my current bike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I ride an SB 140, built it myself, and that's
0: so all I'm going to ride for a while because so... that was expensive.
1: Right, and you. when did you build that up? Three months ago? Three months ago. about three months ago. Nice. So you said that when you're doing the
0: build, you're still having some issues getting the parts you wanted? Yeah, absolutely. So like group set, I had to throw a bunch of old parts on my group set. So I have like an NX crank, SLX shifter, and derailleur, and then a deeper set. So it's just whatever I can find
1: in. There. How's that shift? Pretty well. It does pretty well. Really? So you'd be surprised. All right, cool. What bike did you have before? Come this way a little bit. Come this way. So yeah, right there. That's good. I'm just trying to get you closer to the mic because it's, I don't know how well it's picking anybody but me up. I, mic. I mic. Yeah, yep, not working? Oh, I used to change us to the stream cam. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not actually using the mics anymore. Okay. We were all talking, so I figured that was a bad idea. What yeah. right bike Right before SB. Yeah, so I wrote a I can't expect. Spectral. Or, uh, SP.
0: yeah, so. yeah, you told me a funny story about that one. Yeah, so I was out a zombie, I landed sideways on jumps and it didn't like it, and it just snapped right at the, the lower pivot.
1: Yeah, bikes typically don't like when you land them sideways, oh,
0: especially full suspension bikes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves to throw Steezy whips. I don't know what kids call it. I can't whip it, but. And you looking whip, but very few people can get the whip back. Right, <laughs> that's the trick. Interesting. I can't do either. So I can get it sideways.
0: Can't get it
1: straight. Okay. So, so do it on a hardtail if you're gonna do that, and just I only have No, because yep. you will if you land full suspension bike sideways, especially like if you like maybe if you have like a slope style bike or something, it would be fine. But like if you have just like a yeah, right, and especially if you have a trail bike and you're like every jump or drop you go off of, you're like throwing a a, a whip a little bit and then landing sideways you're going to crack your rockers you're going to it's just not going to be good for your suspension at all it's
0: not good for the shock itself you're putting
1: a side load on the shock it
0: that too a lot of wear on the
1: stanchion yeah. this is a lot of
0: wear inside it'll mess up your linkage bearings going to be a lot more service and it could just crack an entire part of your frame yeah and we're
1: going to we have to end this stream, and we'll end this stream on that note that you're not a if, if you're not a pro rider and people aren't giving you six frames a year stop landing your bike sideways unless you just want to spend it, it's not going to it's not warranty if you land your bike sideways and crack your rockers can will companies warranty it maybe you can tell them. me whatever if your rockers cracked, i'm not going to think that that's a manufactured. you know what i mean like no one's going to think that's like they know that you landed sideways but even knowing that some companies are you know, some brands will sometimes take care of things for customers, even in those situations, or at least help. But uh, whoever's working in bike shop's is definitely going to know. Like, you can't just say you're riding along. We're going to look at
0: you and be like, no, no. you're feeling All
1: right uh, Now that we've cracked on St. Charles, people, we do love people from St. Charles, I think, as well. We, we just don't like their roads. And it's exactly why Pape doesn't drive from the city through St. Charles to come here. Because if the roads are right, he would do that. But they're not.